Hi, and welcome to the August Forum. I'm your host, Andrew, and I'll be sharing the stories of fashion industry professionals, creatives, and entrepreneurs about their journeys and experiences as they advance within this ever-growing industry. The August Forum, as an extension of the shop itself, allows you to have the ability to listen to those in the space. So whether you're an aspiring entrepreneur, trying to break into the fashion industry, or just curious about the ins and outs, we hope these stories will help you to achieve your goals. In this episode, we have the privilege of featuring Matt Tomamichael owner of corporate, co-founder of Bigger Than Sneakers Foundation, and an all-around positive figure in the industry. His pioneering work in corporate, along with the consequential growth of the retail shop, has successfully elevated Matt and the positivity he aims to share within his community. With Bigger Than Sneakers, Matt gives back to the community that gave him so much, but his work across the board is a true indication of the positive and enlightening person that Matt is. During our conversation with Matt, we not only delve into his remarkable journey to become a prominent figure in the streetwear industry, but also explore his innate values of positivity and community building to build his retail spaces. Additionally, we discuss the forthcoming opening of the third retail space of corporate and the looming troubles within the fashion retail industry in this state of the world. Our enthralling exchange with Matt was truly compelling and enlightening, and we are confident that you too will find it equally engaging. This is The August Forum. All right, for today's episode, I'm here with Matt Tama Michael. And then right next to me is the owner of August himself, Rob Bohan. How are you guys doing? Hey, I know that guy. I, know that guy. <laughs> I think I know that guy. <laughs> yeah, we've been at this for a while, Rob. So glad to have you here, Matt. I know you had a long day, brother. Ah, oh, man, anything for you, man. You know, anytime you call, man, or you text, like, I always try to make sure I, I hit you back. That's a fact. Don't need you jumping off no uh, ledge, man, on my watch. Because I've been there. You're always <laughs> got a cot there. You're ready. Exactly, man. Most people already know who you are, Rob. But Matt, do you want to introduce yourself a little bit here? Like who you are, what you do? Yeah. So uh, I'm Matt Tom Michael. I'm the owner of Corporate. I'm also a co-founder of a nonprofit called uh, Bigger Than Sneakers. I'm a Cincinnatian, which means... This is where I'm from. You know, you see that Cincinnati Reds hat all the time. You know, it's me. And I mean, really, I'm just just happy to to be living out my dream through retail, man. I mean, some days you have good days, some days you got bad days. And, you know, I'm still just happy to be in it. So. Absolutely. Super excited about to talk about both corporate and bigger than sneakers, but we're also a culture and fashion podcast at the end of the day. So we got to ask, like. What music have you been listening to? And then what is like Matt Tom and Michael's like uniform right now? Oh, man. First off, musically, I've been just listening to like random J. Cole. I feel like all the songs that never make an album have been what I've been listening to lately. Obvious J, you know, Jay-Z stays in my rotation. Pretty much every single day I listen to something of J. J Electronica. A lot mm. of J, actually. <laughs> so like day I've been on lately, man, and just getting my vibe right, setting my mood. That's what music does for me. My uniform currently is a corporate branded piece up top, daily, Cincinnati Reds hat, obvious. And then man, as far as pants lately, I just been throwing on like uh nylon joggers, like no jogger bottom. <laughs> no, like, you know, nylons and just being comfortable, really, you know, when when you kind of in the grind of things, it's like you just got to be comfortable every day. You know, obviously pushing our brand first and foremost. And then always on foot, the Jordan Ford, man, you know, you know what it is. We were every just we were just talking no about it. No one needs to ask that. Question. Yeah, everyone knows. Yeah, don't don't ask no more questions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Jordan Ford. So, Matt, what are you guys playing in the shop, though? Oh, that's a good question. In the shop. So currently, we've been on our like old school vibes. I feel like, I don't even know how we got there, but like Isley's, you know, they're from Cincinnati. The Isley right brothers. on. Isley Brothers. I know they were listening to Al Green the other day and it was, it was tripping me out. So like, we just been kind of like vibing in here. We hired a, a new guy earlier this year, actually through in holiday, last holiday. We give him the reins of the music and wherever it takes us, man. But it's been it's been just a chill vibe lately. Just kind of feels right. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Setting the mood in your shop. You can't be listening to no dang Travis Scott and feeling like you about to be, you know, <laughs> in the best space. Like you want to 
you want to kind of get some of that anger out or something like so yeah man but just like old school r&b and then you know obvious let's see the kendricks the you know even drake i don't listen to the guy personally but you know they do so not a drake fan not personally i guess just because i'm you know, it's like that Michael Jordan or LeBron, right? Yeah. <laughs> so I'm with Jay. And gotcha. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the same in our shop. No Drake in our shop ever. Pretty rare. Pretty rare. He Pretty might rare. pop up on a mix or something that we're playing. But it, it's in our store. And you could walk in on, on a Tuesday and you hear one thing. My staff is a pretty eclectic. Yeah, It'll only be a handful of times I'll walk in there and be like, who's <laughs> is playing? Yeah. What is happening? Yeah, the meltdown. You're like, bro, no, not setting a mood in here. You're setting like (laughs) all the weight of the world is right here in the shop right now. What's wrong with y'all? Do you ever like when you get in that mood where it's like, oh, what are you playing? Do you hop on Ox personally? Are you like, all right, I'm going to take over? Because Rob has done that to me before when I first started. Yeah, I got to set the checks and balances. (laughs) Absolutely. I got a reputation here, man. What is (laughs) happening? <laughs> Hello, moods in here about to cry. <laughs> yeah, you know, most of the time we bring it back. Oh, Lupe, mm-hmm. I've been like uh-huh. back food and liquor. You remember how there was the unreleased version of the whole album mm-hmm. that started with theme music to a drive-by? Dude, I'm not hip to it. Oh, yeah. man, so listen, so it's crazy. So Lupe's album, his debut album, got leaked mm. for early. And they, that version was on the net. Man, I got that version. And I, and then, you know, they Jay came in and, you know, helped him redo the album. Mm. Ah. So, but the first version, if you can track that down, we you should check for it. take a listen, man. I mean, it's just good. It's just really good. So we'll get, yeah. uh, we'll get Sam to sleuth that out. Yeah, that's a Sam Wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's uh, let's keep moving forward here. So I mean, yeah, of course, today we're going to talk about corporate and bigger than sneakers. These like two big, huge like things that you have accomplished so far. I mean, with those, like you're kind of like a figure of positivity in the fashion community. I think it's pretty obvious to say that. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, absolutely. You know, that's just what I I bring daily. I feel like I'm very thankful, mm-hmm. and I think when I'm thankful is when I'm at my best. I just came, like I was telling you guys prior to recording, you know, I just came back from Nike. And like a lot of people are like, why you go there? I'm like, because these are supposed to be some of the most creative people that we have in the world, right? Mm -hmm. You know, they do their thing. Mm -hmm. But not only that, but like, I just like the vibes of the people too. Because Mm -hmm. again, they sought these people out, they have them there, and you just never know who's going to end up where. So you still see like a lot of hunger from them. And when you're around hungry people, what does it make you? Like, right. oh man, I gotta go home. I gotta be my best. I gotta take my game to the next level. I gotta think about this or that. Mm-hmm. And just it just continues to sharpen your sword. So, like, man, when you're able to give that off to people, like, man, that's when we're at our best, right? right. right. Like when we're stagnant, we feel that and we just kind of like, bro, I'm just trying to get through the day. Right. I'm mm-hmm. trying to get through the day. What I'm trying to do is who do I need to know? Who do I need to call who do i need to you know get in touch with who do i need to check on who do i need to you know get some energy from you know so you just gotta have that man you gotta have upbeat and this is all natural high like this ain't on coffee i'm not jacked up on nothing i'm just (laughs) ready to go yeah so matt do you have like like do you make a point like a ritual of like how i think i'm going to how i'm going to channel myself today Mm -hmm. what are What what are some of those things that you do on a daily basis just to get you into that zone? Yep. So in the morning, I typically wake up like 630, get up, have a moment to myself and just start speaking it. Like just mm. you know, out loud. Like today, I just hope that my steps are, you know, in order. I'm ready mm. to go. I want to be my best. I want to be the best version for other people. And I just speak it, man, because I feel like, you know, that's one of the things that we can continue to speak life into ourselves. Obviously, it's going to come out at some point, man. Mm-hmm. But like, I really, I go into that mode of like, I just speak it, man. I, I speak what I want to do today. I want to be the best dad. I want to be the best, you know, husband. I want to be the best, you know, friend, family member. I just speak it, man. And, you know, typically that's what gets me going. 
You know, I don't have those days where I'm like, man, I'm just looking for inspiration. I'm looking for something. I just mm-hmm. get up, whether it's in the shower, whether it's you standing in front of, you know, washing your face, like just speak it. And you, and you, when you say speak it, you mean speak it out loud, actually speak it out, out loud. loud. Hear it. Yeah. So you, you ever had one of those moments where you're like, you're talking through how you want something to go, right? Mm-hmm. And then it actually goes that way. <laughs> it's not by coincidence right because mm-hmm. you put it out there like this is how it's gonna go like yeah. man we have the power to speak life man that's a, you know regardless if you believe in whatever you believe in but like man that's really something that we have as people yeah speak mm-hmm. man, speak this stuff like dude yeah just speak it try it it's interesting you say that because i a couple of years ago i, I read this book called the happiness advantage and it's all about the psychology of happiness. Are you hip to it? I have. And yeah. you know, funny people tell me to read things and I just don't get around to it. But this is one of those books that I have continually here. So I probably need to dabble. Yeah, yeah. Sean Aker is the author. And I mean, you know, all this stuff is actually based in like scientific research. It's not just like kind of this, you know, because sometimes when you get into these like self-help type yeah. of, it kind of sounds a little like, what you know like this, no, that, like what you want me to do what Stand yeah <laughs> right right but this stuff is all backed up by you know scientific research peer study reviews all this kind of stuff out of harvard anyhow like one of the things that he talks about he's got like five things you know yeah. but our gratitudes and that like every day you should give a minimum of three gratitudes and not the same thing every day, though. And it can't just be, you know, generic stuff like, you know, yeah, you have to. Yourself. Yeah. But what I found, because I do this and I've been slipping, I haven't been doing it every day, but it's part of my routine weekly. I found that when I say it out loud, it makes such a bigger difference than if I just kind of like run through it in my head. So I definitely like feel that same energy. It really is something that you feel it inside you. Your theme music, it's like what what you're getting ready to do. You ever seen like a boxer where they like, you know, they're stretching out their neck. They like, yeah. you know, they get ready for it. And it's just like, even when you hoop or whatever you do, you psych yourself up. Mm-hmm. And I just yeah. feel like things that we learn on the basketball court, we take into our lives, man. Mm. How you want to play, how you want to talk to yourself, how you want to be confident. Like, speak that. And it really can affect the trajectory of your day, man. It's pretty incredible. It's like a simple thing you can do. You ever Con- come across somebody at like 8 a.m. and their day is ruined? <laughs> <laughs> like, 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 what did you not do today? <laughs> yeah. Like they, equate to, they equate it to like, oh, you got out on the wrong side of bed. Like, okay, well, I set myself up for, for success every day. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely, man. I mean, you talked about how you're living the dream in retail, how you're like grateful and have this gratitude every single day. But what I got to learn about you is that like you grew up with retail and like you're basically like blood. You worked at Foot Action, Lids and Express in their retail stores. Like how did those like experiences like help you and like aid you into learning not to only operate the space, but to like hone the skills that would like lead you to open up corporate? So it was like my college at that time. You know, when you're working at these places, you're really learning the principles of business. Mm-hmm. If you're paying attention, you're not just looking at SKU counts. You're not just looking at inventory. You're not just looking at, you know, how things are organized. You know, you start to use that knowledge. Man, you're already ahead of the kid that's two years, three years into college. And they they like learn about inventory. You're like. Did you not work at the shoe store? Do you not see how they do this? Foot Locker isn't who they are because of just luck. They have real life tactics that, you know, we acknowledge here at corporate. One of the main ones is SWAT. Sell what's available today. Hmm. And that's just something that I, I continue to tell my crew. And, you know, it plays a part into our numbers every single day. How many times does somebody come in and tell you like, or they're like, hey, you got this in a size nine. You're like, I don't have this one, but I do have mm-hmm. an eight and a half. I have a nine in the other color. <laughs> and you're like, whoa, I just picked up a sale off of just giving somebody a little mm-hmm. bit more knowledge. And that's that's just it, man. So it's just human nature to me now. It's like, man, breathing. Like, I'm I love this, man. I love this game. I'm so happy I went my route. 
because mine is not something that, it's not a case study you know what mm-hmm. i mean like those three pillars that you just talked about express hat zone or i mean lids and foot action are literally what i'm doing mm-hmm. merchandising which express is really good at doing at lids hmm <laughs> I just think that was so successful. All I did was the things that other people weren't doing. Number three, footwear, foot action. It was just like, man, that's what I love. Like, and I want to do this. So what did I do? Brought it to my everyday life. And mm-hmm. here I am. Like I said, this would be our 15th year of business in June. And I'm just thankful, man. I'm thankful that I'm here. You know, I know that as a kid, when I opened up at 22, I was like, I just want to sell cool shoes. But now at 36, 37, I'm like, really, I'm just thankful that my community played a part in this success. And it wasn't just me. It wasn't just my ability to get over the hump. It was because they were behind me and they're behind me still to this day, helping, you know, helping grow this business of mine. So I'm super thankful. So I want to circle back to that community question, but I also curious for any of our listeners who might be working at a foot action or a lids or an express and maybe has aspirations of being a small business owner someday you know what were some of those things mm-hmm. those key takeaways from like maybe one of from each i mean you kind of ran through like but like maybe in more like to this kid when you're at work tomorrow pay attention to this yeah pay attention to every little thing like how you ring somebody out, how you make mm-hmm. them feel, how you, you know, celebrate with them, how you can grow closer to your, your customer now. Mm-hmm. And for me, my customer from there is still my customer today. Mm-hmm. And it's because I can hold conversation with them. I could tell them about their family. I can ask about their family. I can ask about situations that they might be going through still mm-hmm. or how, it's, how they're doing mm-hmm. personally. Because if we're just transactional, I might as well work at Foot Locker, unfortunately. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, we're in our communities. We play that part in our community. Then we have to really be about our community. It ain't no faking. It ain't no corporate initiative. Mm -hmm. You know, no pun intended. It's not that. It's just be you. And it's, you know, have the ability to listen. Mm -hmm. You can't listen to people, you know, and, and bring in pieces of information that you really need. What you doing it for, man? Mm -hmm. Like, you just want to run to the back room, get some steps in on your, mm-hmm. your you know, your Apple Watch, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, ah, like, let's do this for real. Let's mm-hmm. have fun. What about from an operational standpoint or like a merchandising standpoint? Like, not like the cute stuff, but like the, <laughs> you real? know, what would you tell that kid if he was sitting here? Oh, man, I would look at everything from strength, how you manage mm-hmm. products, mm-hmm. how you organize product, how you know what's available, how you almost memorize your back rooms, mm-hmm. how you almost memorize, you know, anything that's in here. Mm-hmm. Like now today, I hate to say it, but like we're so quick to grab the iPad and look up a size. Mm-hmm. And in my heyday, when I was in here every day, I could tell you, hey, in that shoe, I got eight, eight and a half, nine, nine and a half. I don't have 10. I believe I have an 11, 10 and a half. I have to get back with you on. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, get that good. It eliminates time mm-hmm. away from the customer. It eliminates just that back and forth. And like mm-hmm. I said, start thinking about what do you have in their size? And that's all the, the Foot Locker stuff that I was getting. You know, they, they're very good with cash drawers at the end of the night. Making sure your, your cash to is 100% accurate. Mm-hmm. Making sure that, you know, we're replenishing what in our downtime. We're making sure that the shop looks great. You know, we're not just standing around, that we're being mindful of what's going on. You know, even where you stand in the store, when people are in there and you're, hey, I need to have my head on a swivel. You know, these principles really can make the difference in how your business gets affected by theft, how you get, you know, your interaction with the customer, or even just like, you know, making it feel like it's it's home. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Somebody's dealing with it at their own home or, you know, they might come in. It's retail therapy, right? Yeah. That's the term for, for people that come in. 
So would you say that you realize the importance of community while you were working at these big box retailers, or did it not really kind of hit home until you were operating your own store? Yeah, like I said, it was something at, like I said, 22. Man, I'm just thinking, I just need to be open. Like, I just want to sell mm -hmm. the shoes. You know, I understood my community because I was so tight with them. But now at like 36, 37, I'm like, man, we're doing this for such a bigger reason. Mm -hmm. you know, we're, we're doing this to show somebody that's possible, first off. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not saying I'm going to be the best forever or I'm, I'm even going to be, you know, whatever. But I do know that there's somebody that's coming in this store that might have the same dream. Mm -hmm. what, I'm, what I'm supposed to be doing is, you know, even still giving them the confidence, like, man, if you want to do that, do it, bro. Mm -hmm. Not shutting nobody's dream down, not not pushing, you know, my own insecurities on anybody else. Like, hey, man, do it. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's how, like, there was this guy. Rob, you remember Devereaux, the store Devereaux? Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. One of the partners in that is uh, named Larry Driscoll. And they had the Devereaux all around the city. And I remember one time I actually went in, he was marking down shoes like with a fat marker, marking them down on the box. And I just walked up to him. And I'm always like that. Like, even as a kid, I'm going to introduce myself. I'm going to tell you, like, what I want to do, whatever. Mm -hmm. And I told him, like, man, I want to open a shoe store one day. He was like, do it. Be better than me. So it's kind of like, you know, when somebody hands you it like that, what you think you're going to be like? You're not going to be an asshole, you know, gatekeeper. Like, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's going to come in your market and take over. Like, mm -hmm. nah, I accept challenge. You want to challenge me? You better, you better hit me in the head. You <laughs> 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 better go at it. But yeah. My conversation with Matt proved to be a highly enriching experience. Not only did our discourse yield fruit in terms of valuable insights, but also the opportunity to gain Rob's unique perspective on the fashion industry and future trajectory was truly stimulating. I'm eager to share these insights with you. During our conversation with Matt, who helms corporate, we were privileged to hear about his remarkable journey, which commenced with his tenure as a sales associate and culminated in stewardship of a thriving brand for over a decade and a half. What sets corporate apart is Matt's unwavering commitment to creating spaces that are welcoming to all, his boundless optimism shown through in our dialogue, and his characteristic that permeates his work. Our attention then shifted toward exploring the genesis of corporate and the challenges that Matt overcame to establish it. The valuable insights that emerged from our discussion were augmented by Rob's invaluable contribution, having had first-hand experience in launching a retail venture. The ensuing anecdotes further enriched our dialogue. I mean, let's talk about corporate. Let's get to it, huh? Absolutely. I mean, you mentioned you've been open 15 years now, which is congratulations, honestly. Thank you, man. I mean, not only is it just like a store with like a really diverse brand mix, but also a very like diverse like consumer basis as well. Could you like talk about the conception of the store and the goal of creating the brand itself? Yeah. So I think I was probably about 18 when I realized I wanted to do this. I just visited Philadelphia and I was like, man, I see these mom and pop stores. What are they? You know, independent owners, you don't see too many of them. But then, like I said, I took it to Devereaux and I realized they were local guys too. From there, man, I just knew I was gonna open a shop. I knew it. Like this is the only goal. Like college was cool, it was fun, but this is what I want to do. And I set out, and like I said in the beginning, it was just all about like proving people wrong. That's why corporate is corporate. Like mm -hmm. you know, when I worked at Foot Locker and all those Foot Action, they were just like, you know, you guys speak to corporate when I wanted something changed, and the night I'm filling out my paperwork, I'm like, man, I could be corporate now. And the only thing about it is, you know, on paper, it's so serious, right? Corporate. But when you come in, you're going to get an experience. You're going to talk to me. I'm going to talk to you. I'm going to grow with you. And then from there, it's just been like, man, the first three years was crazy bad. Like, I mean, to the point where at the end of my lease, I almost had to make the decision. Was I going to close or was I going to re-strategize this thing? Because I was really bad. Man, thankfully enough, I ran across a woman that uh, she was ready for diversity in the city where we're at currently in Hyde Park. Called her up, told her my situation. She was like, I could tell you're not white. 
And I was just like, damn, we about to go down this route. <laughs> like, oh, she was like, I've been praying for diversity. And then that's when it started to set in my mind, like, yeah, I can really wrap my mind around that. Like, mm. I really, um, you know, Cincinnati, there's so many pockets of, like, neighborhoody, you know, feelings. Like, you don't go over here. You don't go out of your five-mile radius. Mm-hmm. But I felt like being centrally located would really draw the diversity that I hope to see in my shop. You think about it, music, footwear, clothing, right? We're seeing it now, like how diverse our consumer really is, right? Same guy that's wearing Stussy is telling you about skateboarding, surfing, basketball. I mean, they might be into music, just that's it. That's all they're into. Mm -hmm. But like, that is where... I started to realize that this thing should be as diverse and as inclusive as it can possibly be because none of these brands, right. Are just for one set of people, like no mm-hmm. brand that we carry you guys too. It's yeah, like, mm-hmm. man, you're not just bringing that in for one consumer. It's like now everybody's playing in every space, right? Nobody's real uniform is just one piece of clothing only. Well, except, you know, there's a couple guys like the converse guy. He's like a white t-shirt. <laughs> Levi is that he he thrifted and you know beat up Converse. That's it. But like yeah, man. But I really just started wrapping my mind around how to be the most diverse offering in Cincinnati. And then now you know stepping into Indianapolis, it's the same thing. Like I really want to show that characteristic of our business there. And then soon to be in Dayton as well. Like man, I just want them to to see like man, I, I'm we're welcoming to everybody. Our staff, the same. We're diverse and proud of it, man. And I think more people need to see stuff like that. How's Dayton coming along? Can you share? Oh, man. Headache after headache. But it's good headache. (laughs) (laughs) It's like I could be mad one day, right? I could chew these guys out. And then I calm down and I realize I can't do that because we're trying to work together. What, your contractors? Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully by the time they hear this, they know that I love them. But, man, you talk about, hey, man, you moving that goal line. I don't appreciate it. <laughs> know, you know what it is? Like, it takes a very lot to get me angry. Yeah. And I've been there like, ah! <laughs> but, yeah. I mean, before Dayton, you opened in Indianapolis in 2021. Like, what was, like, that moment for you to have that first expansion for you? So, that wasn't technically our first expansion. We did a second store in Cincinnati, and it bombed. Remember that, Rob? It was, like, about two and a half years. Mm-hmm. We, we just set out to try to do something that we weren't really good at, mm-hmm. you know? And, and I was just like, all right, there's an L. And then I ran back to High Park, and then I opened a bigger space in High Park. I moved two doors over. So... Indianapolis was set to open was the end of 19. Yeah, it was because COVID hit in 20, March of 2020. Yeah. Okay. Around 2020. So end of 19, I go out to Indianapolis. I sell Nike. I tell them like, yo, this is what I want to be. I want to be here. You know, I always wanted to be in the NBA market. Mm. Nike approved it. Cool. Right. I find my location. I'm hyped. At All Star, which is in February, I'm telling all the executives, like, man, we're coming. We're coming to Indy. I can't wait. We're going to have so much fun. Man, there was one exec. He's like, dude, you heard about this thing called COVID? I'm like, nah, I'm set to sign a lease. What are you talking about? He's like, yo, just hold off, man. Like, I'm not telling you. I, we just, you know, we're internally hearing about it. And, you know, if Nike's hearing about it, there's some truth to something, right? Mm-hmm. I was like, all right, cool. We come back home from All-Star Weekend, and I swear it was like within a week, COVID hits. I have a meeting with the landlord. They're like, man, we don't want nobody to sign anything right now. We don't know if we're going to be alive. Like, Remember, mm-hmm. it was like a scary time. And we got through COVID. It was October when things reopened in like Indianapolis and Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. We got a second location. And man, I think we signed in December. So in 21, we opened in March. And man, that was just like a humbling experience, but also a thankful experience because, you know, you had people that really wanted to make sure you were going to be okay, too. Mm-hmm. Like, I've walked into situations with landlords that 
long as they get their money on the first, you know how it is. Like, cool. We don't have to talk to you. Don't have to ask about your family. Nothing. So I'm just very fortunate for the the people over there in Indianapolis, the Buckingham group. They're really super cool and they're, they're taking care of us, man. So, yeah, but Indianapolis is fun and I love it. Hopefully you guys can make it down for All-Star too if next year. Be that fun. would be amazing. That would be fire. Yeah. I'm sure there's a lot of crossover between like Cincinnati and Indy, but like, do you see like, is it like a little bit different? Boy, it's a big different. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, and not just transactionally because, but it does catch me off guard. Some days they have these massive sales. I'm like, what happened? They're like, oh, such and such came in, like one of the athletes. Uh, okay. And like, got football players, got basketball players, got, you know, visiting teams. And it's really just like super helpful, like getting to know more people in that market. Cause I mean, fortunately, you guys probably know it. Like, football players can't fit most of the clothing that we offer. So when you have a basketball guy, they have a manager, they have a little homie, they got a cousin. Mm. They have- they have all these people and then, you know, just rubbing shoulders with them. It's like, it's cool. It's just expansive. And that's like the, the biggest takeaway as far mm-hmm. as like the community itself. Like, man, they're super grateful, just like in Cincinnati. And I think that's overall a Midwest thing. Don't y'all think like kind of like, man, when we get an opportunity, we're super thankful. Like yeah. we're tired of getting looked over. It's funny. At Nike, we, I was just explaining the Midwest consumer as, Somebody that is so thankful that they're going to buy X, Y, and Z. Like, they're going to just try at least once. Where, you know, in New York or L.A., it's like, that's not cool enough for me. Yeah. I definitely see that same type of, like, energy from our customers, too. Man, they'll be so happy if we get, like, a specific brand or we got their size in stock or whatever or... Something I didn't new. have to go online. I didn't have to do that. Like, I was Ooh. here. Yeah, man. It's just yeah. like, that's what I'm just trying to, like, get on the highest pedestal in the office, turn on the Supreme microphone, and just be like, <laughs> guess what, guys? I know about Supreme, too, but I'm thankful. <laughs> like, yeah, man. We just different, man. So, from a leadership perspective, how do you find yourself kind of channeling that leadership role and the positivity? from Cincinnati to Indianapolis. Mm. How are you able to maintain that? Mm -hmm. Well, you have to have confidence in the people that you work with, right? Right. And I say the people that you work with, not that anybody works for me, first off, because we've all been in the trenches together. Mm -hmm. Like My oldest tenured employees have been with me 15 years, man. Wow. One of them I just hired full-time in December. So it's like, man, y'all saw the vision since back then. And then the guy that's running Indianapolis, he's been coming in my shop since he was like 16 years old. And wow. He's, he's, he turned 30 this year, or he's turning 30 in July. And I'm just like, so I really feel confident with the people that I work with. I feel like they've seen it all, done it all with me that, hey, man, if you're in the situation and you don't know what to, to do, just think like, what would I do? You mm-hmm. see, and I have to also be supportive in that way of like, man, when they do mess up, how am I coming at you? Because I don't want to be corporate. I want to be how I am. Okay. Mm-hmm. What did we do wrong? How can we fix it? How do you personally feel too? Because if you can't acknowledge you messed up, then what are we even talking about it? Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you just got to figure out how to like talk to your team and really just be about, you know, we all have the same goal. And even when they do mess up, I got to remember, at least they know the goal, right? They care. So maybe that's why they messed up. It's not just a checking in job. Like, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. they don't just collect the paycheck. And I hate to keep using, like, the big boxes as the example, but you feel the energy when you go in there, right? Mm -hmm. And you're, like, looking around to see if anybody's even going to help you. Or you're holding the shoe in your hand like, like <laughs> and dude's on his cell phone or he's behind, you know, dancing in the mirror, doing whatever. <laughs> and then you're like, damn, can I get just get some help, man? You over there breakdancing. 
<laughs> and I mean, but it's just like it's a difference in the vibe. It's a difference mm-hmm. in what, what they're building into or what they're buying into. The plan mm-hmm. over there is just like I get my discount on Jays or whatever. Like, you know what I mean? So but here it's like, man, I want this thing to succeed. I see what Matt's trying to do, and we're all bought in. So mm-hmm. really thankful for that. But yeah, I guess that does go to my leadership, bro. <laughs> Something I wanted to circle back into is this quote that you kind of once had at corporate. I mean, in the early days, it's like, would you believe in what you believe in if no one else believes in it? How has that quote kind of like changed now from, you know, when you first opened to now 15 year vet, two stores about to open up or one more store opening up? Like, how has that changed in those 15 years? So, in the beginning, it was like the fuel, right? Mm-hmm. I didn't have customers coming in. I didn't have people that were, you know, on board yet with the vision. So it was like really just like the thing that kept me going. And I'm glad that it was on that wall because again, remember when I was talking about like that's how you set your day, right? Like that's how you set your mind. You know, anybody that came through that door in the early days, I was so thankful. And I'm still so thankful that anybody comes in. You know, I try to greet everybody when I'm in here, like man, thank you guys for stopping in. Anything we can do, you know, we're here for you. Cool, blah, blah, blah. But like now at 15 years, it's kind of like, instead of like, would they believe? It's more like I have to know the next thing, right? Like I have to know what's next for them because they've trusted me this far. Now I have to keep going and I have to do it a little bit further out. Like I got to know what's going to be our, our cause to action. You know, what are going to be the things that really set us apart in the market that we're doing just organically, not just, oh, well, the corporate responsibility this year is, you know, we're talking about minorities or we're talking about women's groups or we're talking about, you know, whatever it is. But just staying mindful of what is really happening in my communities and being there like, okay, look, we see this is messed up. How can we show them like we hear them, too? Because isn't that what anybody wants? Like, you want to be heard. Mm-hmm. You want to be heard. Like, what's the problems that you're dealing with in the sense of, again, retail therapy? How can we help you in here? You know, I found that too, kind of going back to like the whole talking about positivity and just like whether it's like being grateful or just doing random acts of kindness. And man, you know, we have this opportunity to interact with all these people all day long from all these different walks of life. And maybe no one bought something. This person coming in the store didn't buy anything from you today. But you guys got to talk about something. Maybe they saw a pin on their jacket or the shoes they were wearing or something. And you got, dude, they could have been having a fucked up day. A connection, bro. Dude, you might have just changed their whole day. Yeah, a connection. And Um, it's so important, man. Just so important, man. It's like real life. Like you're putting positions and you don't really understand why you're there. But then years down the road, somebody can come to you and be like, man, when I met you, I was at a messed up place in my life. Mm-hmm. You know, or I was in a bad place. Man, like, here's one. So last year, Rob, you remember I had the Pacers capsule. You hit me and you were like, good job, bro. Then I flew to New York. I took a meeting. I came back. The next day, I'm getting a call that my dad is on his deathbed. My dad passes. Arensis hits me up the same week. Not only is he giving me his condolences, but he's also giving me an opportunity to lead the Rebellionaire Project for Jordan Brand. Mm-hmm. I somehow like just know like I got to keep going, right? I got to keep pushing. We do a whole week of activation. The night that we close... We had friends and family out just to, you know, talk and just like congratulate and just be in a moment. I don't get through that situation without my community. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. I was so hurt. Like I was just so tore up. So I get through that and I have my community. And then in the recap, like it wasn't fake. It was real people out everywhere supporting five nonprofits. They were, you know, donating to the point where bands were running out in 10 minutes. Like people were donating so much stuff that even the nonprofits haven't even had to collect this year stuff. Like, and I'm like, this is why you do it. 
Mm-hmm. Your community because they're going to be there for you. So it's like, man, I can't be my best without them. Right. And I, this year we have another project and I swear, like it was inspired by them and the way that they treated me in my time of need. Wow. So like, wow. I cannot, man, can't wait, lucky, dude. I, lucky it's not right here. Cause I just flash it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like we took that story to Jordan brand and we're telling that story this year. Wow. Like community in such a way that it's, you know, cause it's just going to be crazy, man. And I can't wait. You know, you obviously both of you will get an invite down so you guys can be a part because oh, wow, uh, I think wow. that's also very important that, you know, we all see what it looks like together. Right. Because it, if you see it, then you know it's possible to achieve that, or and then hopefully y'all oh, go and kill my stuff, and then I gotta come <laughs> back and hit y'all with another one. Like yeah, like we all here. So yeah, man, that's it, man. Community, dog. During our engaging conversation, Matt, Rob, and I delved into the topic of Bigger Than Sneakers and the profound impact it has had on the community. As one of the co-founders of this foundation, Matt expounded on the manner in which his investment in people and his relationships with them have facilitated his growth as a person. We delved into the intriguing topic of how he managed to secure support from prominent organizations such as the Cincinnati Reds for the foundation. Matt attributed this achievement to his ability to inspire and uplift those around him, as well as his penchant for nurturing lasting relationships with individuals. This, in turn, allows for the creation of positive outcomes within his work. Bigger Than Sneakers serves as a powerful platform that enables community members to learn about the intricacies of the fashion industries through various workshops and mentorship programs. Matt's continued commitment to educational initiatives have been pivotal in making this a reality. In addition to the foundation, our conversation also broached the current state of the fashion industry. With their vast knowledge and expertise in the field, Rob and Matt share their valuable insights into how the industry is currently evolving. Their candid and illuminating perspectives on this topic provide a valuable food for thought. You continue to enrich your community. I mean, let's talk about bigger than sneakers, you know? I feel like this is a huge part of you and you giving back to your community. I mean, for those that don't really know, it's like, it's a nonprofit that allows you to basically showcase the sneaker world's like huge ecosystem, basically from like workshops and events to like even a mentorship program. Could you talk about like how this organization kind of came into fruition? Yeah. So again, it's about the time I meet Rob, 2015. I was like, <laughs> I was tripping, man. I was like, yo, like I love being out. I love being seen and you know having too much fun, and you just start. To look around and you're actually starting to have success, right? But I just felt empty as hell, like, man. And at the time, this pastor gave me this word. He was like, success is what you can do for yourself. Significance is what you can do for others. Mm. And man, like, usually when you take stuff and you just, like, and it hits you in the chest. Like, it Mm -hmm. hits you like, oh, that's like the deepest thing I've ever heard. Mm -hmm. And Man, I heard that line, and at the time, I had my friend Tammy Scott, who's a co-founder. We just kept bouncing that this notion of like, what's bigger than sneakers? Because even at that time, like, man, I had just remodeled. I was just like so sunk in and money and debt. Like, was this gonna work? I was like, so what's gonna be what's gonna be bigger? You know, like, and we just started to pound it out. Like, this is what it's gonna be. We're gonna help people, and we're gonna show them. The people that come in here and just like, y'all want to open a shop? Well, that's going to be pretty hard because I'm pretty good at what I do, but I'm not going to discourage you. I'm going to show you there's marketing, there's photography, there's analytics, there's, you know, data, there's all these other jobs that nobody really talks about, right? Mm -hmm. And we're showing that to our community. So this year, this summer, we have our, our second academy taking place and we'll be breaking it down of like these obscure jobs that people actually hold it, the big brands that are the ones that really keep the lights on. You know, everybody might not be a creative. Everybody might not be the best at picking up a camera and shooting an amazing shot, you know, but what's your strengths? Oh, you're a people person. You know what I mean? People person there are that are needed. Mm -hmm. Like just to handle accounts. That's how I met Rob. 
Rob used to come in with the Puma bag and be like, look, so tough right now, but we get through it. And I was like, all right, Rob, maybe you should start thinking about your own shop, man. <laughs> no, but you just, you know, you just hear of all these different jobs, man, and we got to do a better job of showing kids, like, what's possible. Because, like, man, if everybody going to be the owner, we all going to be out here sad and lonely. <laughs> yeah, man, and you don't want that. You know, you want... We want people to be in their place where they're supposed to be at. So that's what our responsibility is with bigger than sneakers. So are these workshops, like how often are those offered? So workshop wise, they drop in periodically through the year. Okay. Kind of off the the strength of like, you know, there might be a marketing play with a brand or there Mm -hmm. might be, you know, somebody that we can get out here that'll share their story of how they got to where they're at with the brand, you know? Or, you know, just different activations like that. That's kind of how that goes. Mm-hmm, but the mm-hmm. academy, like I said, I'm rounding up like friends in the industry and having them share like what they do, putting together like an activity towards it as well so that these kids can, you know, get some real life experience mm-hmm, and see, you know, maybe this is what I want to do. Maybe this isn't. Maybe this is my backup plan. Maybe this is just something that I never thought about. Mm-hmm, you know, yeah. just really trying to expand education beyond just what you read and now you have to pass a test on it mm-hmm. like, life is the biggest test right like we test it every day ain't that right rob man <laughs> man no, no one gave me the cliff notes there is is there's your 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 friends that are around you that just like yo man i had that happen too and then you feel better and you know that's yeah. the other thing we all got to realize that there's never going to be a problem that somebody hasn't already dealt with in our lives. So Matt, you and I, you and I have obviously had those kind of conversations. I just got off the phone with our good friend Deontay today. And I was just like, man, I need to talk this one out, you know, and retail is, is interesting right now. You want to be honest. and We're going to be honest on here. It's in a place where we're like, man, if, if it don't move in the first two weeks, we know we're going to have it forever. Yeah. Yeah. Like ever. It's not fun right now. Well, parts of it aren't fun. But again, and it was one of those things where like, I was just like, man, this scenario came. I reacted this way to whatever. And he was just like, bro, I've been there. And le- legit, it did make me feel better. Like, it doesn't solve my problem, but it did legit make me feel like, damn. And we talked through it and, you know, but. When you're responsible for other people, man. It's hard, too. Like, bro, we, yes. want, we want the people around us to be not only paid, but happy. Yeah. Like, we can't wear how we're feeling around you guys. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, man, you don't need that on you. And for me. I don't even say the S word, bro. I don't even say it because I don't want to feel that. Like, I don't even want to, you know, bring it into my life. I'm just like, yo, got to do it. Got to do it. (laughs) I just got to get it done and got to figure this out. You know, it's slow. We got Dayton coming along slowly. We got Indy in a pretty good place. We got Cincy, like I said, in a pretty good place. But it's like, these are real things that we're dealing with because, man, bills come every day. Practically, it's a revolving door. If you got a Nike account, it's a revolving door. <laughs> it's a revolving door when you start adding in other brands that just ain't selling. Yeah, and, like, and you don't want to be that jerk to cancel everything. But I ain't never canceled no orders. But guess what? Yeah, I think I'm about to about to hit that button. Like yo. Yep. And those are tough conversations to have too. You know, to walk that line with maintain those relationships with your sales reps and. Like you said, you don't want to be an asshole, but like at the end of the day, you also got to do what's right for your business. But there's always ways to try to massage things and try to come to a compromise. And, you know, but it's walking that line. And and that in and of itself, it'd be easy just to be like, nah, fuck this, cancel everything. But to like actually go through, have those phone calls with your sales reps, look at your open order reports together, see how you could maybe piece something together. Like that actually takes work and time out of your day. Everything. Um, time to just let it flow yeah uh, or even worse it's being like yeah fine just ship it all and then what disaster so yeah yeah like how do you be responsible 
but how do you also not mess up the future? Mm-hmm. That's where we're at. How do you yeah. be responsible for today and not mess up your future? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Dang. Appreciate you sharing that, man, because that's kind of been what's been on my mind, too. Like, how do I navigate that? Yeah, it's a tough needle to thread, but, we'll you know, it out. but that's where, like, all these relationships come in and, you know. Yeah. So let's see what else we got here. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I know, like, we, just, we just went off into like the abyss of the yeah. I was like, listen, we it up. We're this is crazy. I mean, eyes with me, everything. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you guys both mentioned that like if things don't move in the first two weeks, like you're like basically stuck with it forever. Like, why do you guys see that as the nature of retail right now? It's the way that the internet moves and Instagram and TikToks and everything that guides the person to see value in something, right? Mm -hmm. Like if there ain't no resale, if there ain't no, you know, one of these major influencers isn't wearing it, you know, Mm -hmm. like, oh, I have to think for myself. I have to actually be Mm -hmm. an individual. Absolutely. And, you know, money's been a little tighter and it's just been like, yeah, within two weeks, we know. I mean, you, for all those people listening, Andrew is a salesperson at August. So, You know, and I'm in constant communication with these guys every day, Mm -hmm. every day looking at what's moving, what's not moving, how we looking here, what needs to get marked down and so on. But yeah, like right now it's, you'll know pretty quickly whether you're sitting on an L or not. (laughs) And so, yeah, but I think to Matt's point, just with the way the internet's moving these days and with the economy slowing just a little bit, like it's just, it's just made things a lot harder. Mm -hmm. Um, Priority on like, what are you spending money on? Food? mm Or that fourth pair of shoes. <laughs> right. Well, I think also like the, and I've been talking about this, Matt, with you and with other friends of ours, but, you know, there's just so much, there's so much product in the market right mm-hmm. now. Yep. And, you know, I feel like a lot of these brands, their brand identities have all started to wanting to kind of like look like the other one, but kind of through their own lens. Mm-hmm. I think that like when you look at brands like a brain dead or an online ceramics, for the last two or three years, you've had like all these other, whether it's just a startup brand or like an established brand, kind of like trying to do a version of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then you got, so you got all this product in the market, kind of looks somewhat similar. And then not to mention all these like Instagram brands, and I can't even keep up with all of it, you know? Really so, like, I mean, you're more into apparel than me. Well, like, I just kind of like, bro, like, it's going to be what's going to be. Mm-hmm. You're like the guy that's like, man, I just learned about this. I'm like, who the hell is that? <laughs> <laughs> Why are they relevant to us? And then you're like, bro, you don't know about this guy? I'm like, to be honest, no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean? Like, you know, we've had the conversation about even going to Paris. I see yeah. value in it, but I also don't see value in just flying over there and not getting nothing accomplished. Yeah. Some of our peers, they go over there and party. And I'm mm-hmm. like, then we hear about like guys like Robert Rosenthal. He's there the next week. And this dude told me at 87 like meetings in a week. I'm like, bro. Nuts. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. yeah. We're just in a different time and it'll be yeah. okay. I think that's the beauty of what we do too, though. We ain't cookie cutter. Mm-hmm. What your strong suit is, mine might not be. Mm-hmm. My sponsor might not be yours. Yeah. And that's okay because we're independent doors. Yeah. We're not a corporate chain and we don't have to abide by the standard that somebody else has set. You make your own standard. And at the end of the day, if your work feels great, then you should be happy. Mm-hmm. Bringing it back to bigger than sneakers. So you have your fifth Cincinnati sneaker ball coming up. And for those that don't know, it's basically like an evening of entertainment. You're wearing tuxedos, you're wearing dresses. But you're not wearing nice dress shoes. You're wearing sneakers. My, oh, Matt's going to be wearing Matt's wearing Jordan 4s, I bet. <laughs> Probably. But you also have gotten like a lot of support from partners from Nike to Mercedes to like the Cincinnati Bengals with to the Cincinnati Reds. Like, how's the past four of those been for you? And like, what has been a huge accomplishment for you? So one, in the, the first four, we donated all the proceeds that we raised to a nonprofit in our area, right? So we were building our community. So that was that was one of the biggest highlights of it. 
So then, you know, when you read, oh, I ain't seen no heat at that, you're like, bro, you really missed the point of it all, right? Like, if you're so caught up on what shoe somebody was wearing that you overlooked the fact that we opened a resource closet for kids and they didn't have to think about what shoes they were going to play in for a year. You know what I mean? Like, mm. these are real wins in the community. And then this year, we're actually going to keep the proceeds, but then it is going to go into a technology fund. It's going to go into all these different funds for for us to allow to be able to do the work that we want to do personally in the community. And I mean, it's just, it feels great to have the Reds involved, to have the Bengals involved, to have, you know, Chase Bank is involved this year. And Chase Bank, I've been with since I was 18 years old. And to have those meetings and, that, you know, for them to start to see the vision of things like, man, that's like, I know I'm doing this the right way. Mm-hmm. Like, I know we're, we're building and where we're headed. And having the, the great director that we have, Natalie Maureen, we have her. She's a former UA graduate, you know, so she's go dogs every time. You talk to her about football, college football. <laughs> and you're just like, okay, Natalie, how about we help you, you know? <laughs> it's great, man, and it's fun. And that's the significant part of my job, right, or my line of work. And so it, it always gives me an extra high when I'm like, yo, we killed it as a team. Like, our board is super diverse. We have people sitting on our board from Coca-Cola, P&G, Rock Nation. I mean, it's just like... Yo, I never would have thought that this would have been what makes me so hype. Mm-hmm. And to be able to have that for the kids now, it's like nobody had that for me. Mm-hmm. I just kind of looked it out and figured it out. And <laughs> mm-hmm. Get on Nike Talk. And yeah. <laughs> go from there. Like how far we've come and how far we're going to go, man. We're going we gonna to get it there. Hmm. I mean, how is that where... How did those relations come up, especially with like sports teams such as the Reds and Bengals? Like, when did that come to fruition? When did that like happen? Let's see. Here's the best example. So the Reds was through the New Era program. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, we talked about Chad. We talked about Brad Sweet. It's like, you know, when you can spark their interest in allowing you to work on their stuff, then they start to learn about you a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And then locally, what it was was just like their community partners, you know, that worked for them were like, yo, do you know Matt? Do you know Matt from corporate? And mm-hmm. then it's like, from there it was on my friend Karen over there. She's amazing. And she's a believer just like me, you know, and we're just, we're out here, we're in great positions and we want to give back. So, you know, then having the same, you know, ideas and values just kind of line up. And then next thing you know, they're hitting you up like, man, how can we support this? How can we get after it together and make a difference? Obviously, that's the Reds. So it was an amazing feeling because I'm from Cincinnati and, you know, I've rooted for them all my life. And I'm going to root for them. They can do no wrong. (laughs) They can do no wrong. Even when things ain't ain't the best. (laughs) I mean, those are basically almost all the questions we have for you. But as we wrap up, like... You've talked about your you being an entrepreneur, a community builder, and like a figure in the industry. What do you see the future for you holding? And what are some goals that you have in the upcoming year? The upcoming year, I hope to have Dayton open. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, hope have, I hope to just, you know, feel like I'm still having fun. Mm-hmm. And when I'm not having fun, then I got to figure out what's going to bring me fun. Like what's going to be the new fun for me. So, you know, I give myself... Hopefully, I'm going to say three years until I am able to step away from day-to-day corporate stuff and just work on bigger than sneaker stuff. I think mm. that's my goal because, I mean, as long as Jordan Forrest gets sat in my office, I'll be <laughs> and I'm not really worried about nothing else. Like, man, we got great guys that we work with, and hopefully we're able to put them in a better position to have better schedules, better pay, and, you know, we just... We're all growing together because I really I love the people that I work with. They're the best, man. I wouldn't I wouldn't trade anybody, even like Drew Hooper, who I just got. He's a champs guy, and I had to steal him, man. He's just a great guy. But yeah, but no, I love my staff, man. I love my my family. Shout out the corporate staff. Shout out the corporate staff. Shout out to my fam. Yeah. Oh, I got a good one for Rob. 
let me turn this around on you. Oh boy. Rob, when did you know that like we were like real friends, man? Like, when? <laughs> man, I think that there was like a road trip I think I took down. You and I went out for lunch. Yep. Right down the street from your shop. We went upstairs. Yep. And I I think that was one of the first times I just felt like, oh wow. I think that we're like actually connect. Like there wasn't just this because a lot of times you go into these, you know, as a sales, I was in sales at that. You just, you know, you go in and out of shops and you're cool with everybody, but like, you know, you don't always like connect with everyone that you are meeting with. And it really felt like, wow, I really like Matt. I think he yeah. likes, yeah, yeah, this is a good dude. That's, that's what I remember. Like for right. me, that's when I felt like the door was open to like speaking beyond just like work stuff or whatever but that's what i remember yeah we went to tellers i remember and i just remember just like you know even just asking you like what do you see yourself doing mm-hmm. and like, well, you start rubbing your head you're like <laughs> this forever and i was like good and then you know obviously when you started to build august i was just like man so happy for you dude like you Thank know you, anybody man. that gets to live their dream like mate how can you not root for that person? How can you not be like, mm-hmm. oh man, whatever? Like, it's, it's dope. So, thank you so much, man. Yeah. man. Then, you know, over the pandemic, I remember we were just like, how, how you doing? You're like, well, I'm shipping everything. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you know, we just rooted for each other and our families too. You know, we, 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 uh, uh, we talk about our kids, talk about our hips and our injuries. And, <laughs> yep. Uh, no, Rob with his hip, me with my Achilles last year. Achilles, yep. Yeah. Wow, man. Yeah, this is, I mean that's that's the brotherhood too of like being an owner and, and just knowing that there's somebody over there too that's dealing with the same mm-hmm. stuff in some, in some capacity, right? Because ain't nobody out here right now just like, man, everything's great. Yeah, nobody. No, I'd love to meet him. Yep. They, they must be high, and today is 420, so they're probably... It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, great, and, you know, I'm happy for you guys. Always rooting for you. I definitely got to get out there. Again, oh, when he he was in there, I was like, about time, about time, you better take him out. So, yeah, it was fun. I'm always yeah. Thank you, Matt. Yeah, and I think that one of these days, we're going to do a little road trip. Yeah, we talk about it all the time. Yep. Me and Rob gonna get in the car. We just gonna go see stuff. <laughs> Man, that would be so fun. It, it just would be refreshing because, like yeah. I said, when you see how other people deal with things, and you know that you're doing, hate to say it, but a better job than them handling things. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, I can sleep at night. I can rest. I can, mm-hmm. you know, feel okay. Because I mean, we've all had those days where we're like, "Bro, I'm going back to the store. It doesn't look how I want it to look." Something ain't feeling right. We've all had that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I've I've even thought about just trying to take one of my staff with me and just come down and like whether I pop in and we do a little see you, see Deontay. I would love for like my staff members to also see what some of the like you and Deontay and Joe and everyone else has been like. What this really means Mm -hmm. in some of these cities that you know, I guess. Are a little bit bigger than Madison, but similar in many ways. Uh, so the doors are always open, man. So just let me know when you want to do it. Take you to the office. Take you to the warehouse. Take you to the shop. Uh, you like, bro? I don't know how you do it. I'm like, I don't know either. I got good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My man. Well, thank you so much, Matt, for taking the time. And I mean, Rob, thanks for joining me as well. Any closing thoughts from either of you guys, Matt? You want to shout anyone else out other than the corporate team? Yeah, like anybody that's really listening to this, man, just feel free to reach out to us too because we're regular people. I know that we have these great things going, but like, man, I'm still same 513 phone number since I was like, what, 20? So yeah, man, I'm same person. I'm not, you know, you can get in touch with me, Instagram, whatever the route is, like feel free, please. Like, cause man, if I'm not paying it forward, I'm not doing my part. Where can the people find you on social media, Matt? Oh, man. M period Tom Michael. As soon as you start pressing M period Tom, I swear I pop up. <laughs> Just like, search for MT as a cool guy. Nah, that's the old. Uh, that's the old one. 
Yeah. I, yo, <laughs> I changed it when I turned 30 because I thought I was like, man, I don't want to be, I don't want to be known as that. And then it threw everybody off. <laughs> <laughs> People meet me, they're like, oh yeah, that's MC is a cool guy. I'm like, <laughs> all right, I'll take it. So yeah. And what about corporate socials? Where can they find you? Corporate got them. Corporate got them, man. That's it. Instagram is really where they live. And then my email, I'll give y'all that too. It's just mt at corporategotem.com. So even whatever way, man, if somebody's out there hungry, you have no reason not to have been able to get in contact with me. Mm-hmm. So better. I'm just kidding. Well, thank you so much for taking the time with us, man. No problem, boss. No problem at all, man. Love y'all. Have a Thanks, great- man. Thank you. Thank you for tuning into today's episode. Once again, I'm your host, Andrew, and I want to thank Matt and Ra for taking the time to speak with me today. And to Sam Walner for creating the music you heard on today's episode. This episode was about building yourself with those around you to better enrich the community that you are a part of. Share this episode with someone as you all continue to build your communities and give back to those who have helped you. You can find me and the shop on Instagram at Andrew Inamoto and at underscore August Shop. And find August located on 414 State Street, Madison, Wisconsin, or on august-shop.com. Once again, thank you for listening to the August Forum. <laughs>